Finding Family is a podcast that uses personal storytelling to explore and dissect the definition of family. Centering on the voices of BIPOC individuals, my hope is that we can contribute to the societal definitions of family, use storytelling to deepen our authentic personal understanding, to uplift and heal through sharing, and to make a global impact on our communities through these conversations. Thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to join me on Instagram at Finding Family Podcast or on my website at findingfamily.buzzsprout.com. Hair. Hair? Like on your head? Or on your body? Hair and family? Believe it or not, hair played a role in my family. Let me explain. When I was little, maybe five or six, I can't remember exactly when, my father's sister, Aimoy, immigrated to the United States and moved into our house. She was this gorgeous, slim, angelic person who always let us invade her room, hang out with her, and offered some sage advice, even when we didn't ask for it. She was a really kind and gentle presence, often juxtaposed to the demanding stance that my parents took with us. I remember she used to talk about music and fashion, and she had all of this really cool, young, 70s vibe to her. Aimoy was my dad's sister, but because of a variety of reasons, age, location, etc., they hadn't spent a lot of time together. My dad was born and raised in China, and my aunt, the youngest, was born and raised in India after my grandparents immigrated there out of China through Singapore into India. Some would say immigrated, while some others may label that as escaped. While in China, my family bought a shoe store. Did they know anything about shoes? Nope. But they were very entrepreneurial, not to mention they needed to make money as immigrants in Bombay, now known as Mumbai. My grandpa, dad, and some other family members quickly learned how to make and repair shoes, but they had bigger dreams. After a few years, they closed the shoe shop and opened a hair salon named Liang's. From the stories I was told, the salon was very popular and busy with customers. Hakka Chinese doing Indian hair. My aunt Aimoy and my father's other sister Fanny worked at the salon until Fanny passed away from cancer and Aimoy moved to the United States. It was common family knowledge that family pa- Fanny passed away from the chemical exposure she received at the salon. When Aimoy moved into our house, suddenly we all had much better haircuts. Like many Asian American kids, I had a bowl haircut growing up. Put a bowl on my head, cut the long hairs that stick out. All done. My sister even had a bowl haircut in those days but I think it was called the Dorothy Hamill haircut after the famous ice skater. Imoy, on the other hand, offered us options. She would do my mom's hair up for parties, cut Jen and my hair, and suddenly our hair became something we were proud of. Even my dad, who had already already begun to lose his hair, would get haircuts, something I never understood until I started losing my own hair. Yes, Haircuts are still important to bald and balding people. Eventually, my aunt moved out to New York City and soon married my Uncle Peter. They lived in the city, and Imoy had client after client in salons and in her midtown apartment. 
we drive into the city and get haircuts once in a while and hang out as family. Some of you already know this, but for others this may be new news. Cutting Asian hair is different than cutting white hair. Secrets out. People of color and our hair is just part of the family conversation. How do you wear it? What color is it? How do you cut it? Who cuts it? Where can you get it cut or styled? As a teen in high school, I remember thinking that my hair was so different than the other kids at school, and it was Imoy who shared that it was because of, quote-unquote, our hair was different than the other kids. It grew everywhere in different directions, and that I had thin hair like my dad, and that I needed to cut it in a certain way so it would stick up, not lay flat. Volume. She introduced this idea of volume to me, and even often to perm my hair to give it lift which I never took her up on, up on because I was already unpopular at school. Aimoy was a godsend, or as we called her, Tita Aimoy. Tita, for aunt in Filipino, and her Hakka Chinese name, the perfect combination of Filipino and Chinese, just like our house. Not to be undone, we also lived next door to the Calentropios. Gloria and Henry Calantropio, Italian-Americans from the Bronx and Brooklyn. Gloria, as we called her Auntie Glow, was a hairstylist and had a small makeshift salon in her basement. We'd go over sometimes to get a haircut, and I think she gave my sister her first perm, which was very chic in the 80s. She'd talk about the old days in the Bronx, and Uncle Henry would talk about his experiences in the armed forces. They were our family as well often taking Jen and I in when our parents were too busy working. To this day, I still remember their phone number, so I can call them to see if I can get a haircut, and if I was lucky, some good Italian food. My parents were never sticklers for our hair, except sometimes when my hair would get too shaggy, but growing up with Tita Aimoy and Auntie Glow influenced me in how I think about hair. They taught me that haircuts were so much more than just some routine maintenance, that it was a time to spend together as family, catch up, learn something new, and receive love. Some of my fondest memories with either of them are in a chair. Them asking questions of how school was going, what I was learning on the piano, or music I was listening to. It was another place where I experienced family from the family who raised me. And when COVID hit in 2020, Eli had just turned one. Ryan and I were transitioning to working from home and trying to figure out how to get toilet paper, just like everyone else. As time passed, however, one of the questions all of us were asking was how we were going to cut our hair. Now, I've shaved my head for the better part of the century, so I never gave it much thought, but Ryan and Eli both needed a haircut. This was when I remembered that I've had many great haircuts in my lifetime often watching Tita Aimoy and Auntie Glow and how they cut my hair. So I picked up a buzzer and some scissors and started giving haircuts. Even Ryan, my husband, who gets very expensive, fancy haircuts in salons, said, you need to cut my hair. When he finally got back into his stylist chair after things started to ease from COVID, that person shared how good of a job I did felt pretty proud about that. To this day, I'm the only person who's ever given Eli a haircut, and from what he shared, 
he'd prefer this over going to one of the many child haircutters here in Seattle. Win for me. All of the family members I mentioned here today are gone now. Auntie Glow, Uncle Henry, Uncle Peter, and my beloved Tita Aimoi. And while most of us wouldn't think about how hair plays a part in our family life, this experience was so central to my experience of family growing up. People who would spend time providing haircuts, but more importantly, spending time to learn more about me, support me, ask questions about my experience, sharing their own advice and experience, and loving me. So now I turn it over to you. Did you have any similar family experiences when it came to hair or other things like this? What brought you together? What were these experiences and what do they mean to you? And if it's not about care, when did you spend time as a family just talking to each other? When did you spend time one-on-one? And what do those times mean to you? Thanks for joining me today. This episode was recorded, edited, and produced on Coast Salish land in Seattle, Washington. I want to take a moment to acknowledge the past, present, and future of these important Indigenous communities. Learn from our past, believe the truth, help where you can. You can learn more about Finding Family on my website at findingfamily.buzzsprout.com or on Instagram at Podcast. I'm always looking for folks to interview. So if you're listening and you're interested, please email me at findingfamilypodcasts, that's with an S, at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Music was composed, performed, and produced by Jung Garahi Guapo. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening in.